Yeah, I'm not. I don't wake up for you, Jose Mourinho. <laughs> oh, gosh. No. Yeah. <gasps> Maybe that's our title. I don't know yet, but it could be. And on that note. Welcome exactly. to, maybe it's called, I don't wake up for you, Jose Mourinho. Maybe it's. That should maybe be your title the... of like your autobiography, like slash football. But I don't want like him memoir, in my autobiography. Slash your football memoir. I don't wake up I, for you, Jose. I think I that Jose Mourinho is so big that he is a part of all of our lives. Ugh. Whether we want to, he has to be mentioned in every single one of our biographies. God. But. Maurizio Pochettino will be mentioned more in mine. They did him you know so what? dirty. You know what? I'm not even a Spurs fan. They did him so dirty. No. Well, and you know, no. my like, anytime anybody mentions his name, my first thing is I always say, oh, well, Jose Mourinho winked at me. Because like when I met him in person and he winked at me and I was just like, and this is when he was first like the very first time at Chelsea. So he was young and like handsome still, like before he got old and grumpy when he was a special one. And when we were introduced and he like, you know, I reached out my hand and we shook hands. When he shook my hand, he winked at me. And I was just like, wait a minute. So I haven't even officially got to introduce you all. This is amazing. (laughs) People, that is Nikki Samora. We'll get there. I have so many questions. Here's the going to murder me dead for letting this go off the rails before we even started. I know. Hang on. This Wait is a problem. second. Kirsten's First of all, this is the unusual this, F-Pod. So. I'm Jesse. Nobody cares about that because we are so excited <laughs> that we have special guests who I'm going to introduce right now so we can get back to this story. To my Holy story. Holy crap. My Jose story. <laughs> Hi. Because my I'm most Nikki. important question is, you said... Before he was grumpy, and I don't know if that's actually possible, but I know. I oh. guess. I mean, he was not grumpy then when he wait, was. Like... Uh, wait, I have to introduce you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, 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 sorry. Okay, pulling back. Kirsten, I this is. I promise I will do this right. Uh, this is the unusual F pod. You're here. We're really excited you're here. So, hooray for you. We have Thank special you. guests who are so special. And they have names. And I'm about to tell you their names. <laughs> Nikki. Hi. Nikki, you're here with us. I know. Um, yeah. And so I was going to ask you all these questions like, you know, um, where are you from? Uh, who are your favorite teams? What did you have for breakfast? But like, who cares about all that shit? I know. I know. Tell I know. us the story. About okay, so this, so this was like this summer that he like so right after he won Champions League of Porto and then Roma Abramovich like bottom for Chelsea essentially, <laughs> and they um, came to the U.S. and this is when I was living in L.A. and I was doing you know a soccer radio show and podcast and like the boss like the you know, our boss was going to Seattle to interview Chelsea, to interview Jose. 
And I literally like begged and pleaded to go. And he was like, well, you have to buy your own plane ticket. I'm like, fine, I'll do it. I don't care. Just let me tag along and be your like, you know, I was like, I don't care. I can be your secretary, whatever. Just let me come with you. (laughs) So he let me come with him. And um, so it was Jose's very first interview ever. And like, uh, my boss wasn't doing the interview, but he was like allowed in the room. It was like a BBC interview. So his first official interview as the Chelsea boss. And we were we were staying in the same hotel as Chelsea. You guys, this whole like trip was just like, this is where like somebody recently on Twitter was like, what's the most mundane like football like experience you had? And I said something about taking an elevator with John Terry, Frank Lampart and Ashley <gasps> Cole, because it was literally... Oh I like had to run up to our room to like get a microphone and like, or a recorder or something. And on my way back down, like I, like I was in the elevator alone and then it stopped at a floor and those three got on and I was just like, Oh shit. And they like 100%, like if you, if you wanted to know the like meaning of the word leer, like those three getting on the elevator, like with just me and like the look they gave me, I was like, Oh my God. So anyway, but that's a different part. So when we get down to the room and it's only like, like the BBC crew is like three or four people. And then it's me and my boss and like one other dude. And that's it in this whole like ballroom in a hotel. And then Jose comes in with his like people, which is only a few people. And so they just like, you know, go down the line and introduce each of us, you know. And so when Jose gets to me and my boss, like, you know, oh, this is like Nikki and like Jose, like reaches, you know, to shake my hand and I like shake his hand. And when he like takes my hand, he winked at me and I was just like, like I might have squealed a little like just by accident because like I said this is when Jose was labeled the special one for the first time and he's still like really handsome and suave because the years have not pounded down on him and, and I he hasn't like, pounded down know, on us like did we exactly where yeah where we I, still all kind of loved him you know that he had yeah. that special one shine where everybody really loved him in England because he was just joining and yeah and I like kind of just like I don't remember any of the interview because I think that moment of like touching his hand and him winking at me like just like everything like when (laughs) I was just like oh my god he just touched me and winked at me and like literally since then like I have told the story so many times to some like some of my other friends that they're like yes yes we know Jose winked at you because I'll be like oh did you know (laughs) I I just have to interject and say that Jose Mourinho (laughs) I still think he's hot. And I it, will like, own that. Yeah, like, like it's definitely gone downhill. Yeah. I, I feel like if you like if you saw like out of context, Jose, you know, like if you didn't know about Ava Carnado and like who he was as a person. Right. <laughs> if you only knew about him winking. Yes. Right. Our friend See? Nikki. Right. This was the then, beginning. Yeah. Like, before, oh, like, that guy? Wow. Yeah. You know, before it went bad, before, yeah, he became a total asshole when he was just kind of like yes. the, like, you know, charming asshole that the English press <laughs> loved. That was the beginning of yes. it. Yes. So, before yeah, he did Jose what he did to Schweinsteiger. So. Exactly. Before yeah, like, we did like everything on terrible. The, like, asshole seesaw. Mm-hmm. Right. And then he, like, tipped too far. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is when he was still good. So, anyway. That's when I met Jose. 
Wait, and I that, also like happen somewhere. Like it has to somewhere. It was with the BBC, so I'm sure if you did like a maybe like some Google search of like that was what the year that he started was 2005, four, five, four or five. So maybe if you did like Jose Mourinho BBC interview somewhere, like that Winks whole trip, it was like, like... <laughs> yeah, I know, right? That whole trip because we were staying in like the hotel with the Chelsea team. I don't even know how to. Google. Oh my god, you guys! Like I met like you know all of them at once, and that was like John Terry, Frank Lampard, Ashley Colliers. Did a Drugba had just been bought from Marseille. Uh. Like, um, but he wasn't with the team when, cause like he had just been bought. So like he wasn't with the team yet, which is like my biggest, like, why isn't Didier here? Um, but yeah, so that's me. <laughs> and how, <laughs> like that was definitely like the beginning. Like I said, that was right at the start of the treble. Cause you know, on Twitter, I'm treble Nikki because the treble was like the radio show and podcast that I did with two other girls from about, what was that? 2004 to 2008. So like, that was like a year into like the treble. That was, wow. If that feels like a really, it's like such a long time ago. It does feel like such a long time ago. I think about that a lot. Like all of my, like, you know, football stuff was concentrated there. And then for a few years, like I was jaded after the treble because we never made money and we never got support. Big surprise from our male producers to like go anywhere. And so like we stopped, like, you know, we all had, the three of us had normal jobs to actually make money. And we were all just doing the treble because we all loved football. But, you know, there's only so long you can like do a full-time job and like essentially prepare for a weekly three-hour podcast radio show every week and watch all the football and still have a social life and still have like a work life. Cause at the time I was, I mean, I'm still working in music business, but at the time it was like, I was doing something where I was expected to like go out and see bands like four nights a week. So like just, you know, after four years, I was just like, I can't do this if we're not making money by this anymore. And so like, I just kind of only watched Roma for many, many years and like kind of ignored football. And then luckily when I left LA and moved to New York is when like, it was kind of like, okay, I'm ready to like engage with football people again. And like, I really got back on Twitter and like, First, I think I met a lot of unusual efforts people through first being a fan of soccer gods and like, you know, talking to everybody like the writers and everybody on soccer gods on Twitter. And then from there, like just becoming part of like footy Twitter and then finding you guys. Thank God. Last um, last podcast we recorded, Giselle and I were reminiscing about meeting up with you in midtown uh, for that like I know. very yeah that really interesting um dichotomy of <laughs> the women's world cup that went right into argentina versus colombia right it was yeah. crazy it was crazy i know really fun. i know remember going to like watch football with people in pubs wasn't that great you guys it was I would amazing like to do that again i can't oh. wait like the stupid things that I miss, like being grumpy about like being up before noon just to like go to a pub to like hang out with people. But then as soon as I'm there hanging out with everybody, I'm like, oh yeah, this is fun. And I like to do this. Or that like, or like 
that drunken Russian man that I like was so <laughs> cranky because he was trying to hump my chair. And I was like, I am just trying to watch my team with my friends, sir. Like, but you Men know what? So the ambiance of pubs. <laughs> I know. It's just- I, this, this pandemic lifts and I'm like coming to New York first chance to watch a football game with you guys. Listen, I, I now know how to take New Jersey transit to whatever that Trenton, I think is to take the SEPTA. I can do that. I know, right? Yeah. I mean, we can do that. We were so excited about Sky Blue, like, switching all of their games to the Red Bull Stadium and how, like, easy it was and how we were going to, like, do season tickets. And then the pandemic hits. Like, it just ruined everything. (gasps) Everything. But all of this means that when it is safe and not like Andrew Cuomo Valentine's Day indoor dining safe <laughs> fuck that shit when it is actually safe yeah we are going to take every advantage exactly when we will also like maybe we'll have some watch parties i don't know that not would be Skype great that doesn't work but yeah no yeah. i love that idea i know skype is terrible and zoom and all skype of these dumb. like when you know when everybody's on internet of course it's all like a mess but yeah yeah i just like, i don't know if my students can figure out how to watch um umi zoomies together which is a thing <laughs> they do there's no reason we can't figure out how to watch that's a very together. good point that's a very good point yeah. we can also I think do someone else has to figure movie out nights that way as well there's um yeah. there, there's a google a google chrome extension called teleplay yeah and you can share hulu netflix amazon prime and hbo max through there um and like it, there's like this big chat that comes up and you all watch at the same time it's pretty cool yeah i know so we, should, we, should we need that and i miss like the last time like during the pandemic that i think about like that we kind of as a community on twitter we're really like together like that was during the 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 um she, well it wasn't she believes but the you know the yes the women's the, league like whatever that cup was called the wobble was the it? wobble whatever no, it wasn't called the wobble, the wobble but everybody the, called it the wobble yeah, because it was the women's yeah. ball. but that the like slide. Yeah. yeah that happened like gosh that was right early in the pandemic but that felt like you know we were all like you know, tweeting about the same games and talking about the same games and everything. Like, I feel like we need a tournament, even though tournaments are so unsafe right now. And like, it's impossible to say that. But like, that's what I feel like we need from, you know, as a football community to come together is have something very specific, like a tournament where we are all watching one game at the same time. You know, it's fun like, you know, I don't really care much about, like, Manchester versus Arsenal. Like, but it's fun because at least on Twitter, there's a little bit of a sense of community because most of the people in football that you, like, are friends with or, or follow on Twitter are also watching that game. So it kind of gives you that sense again of, like, we're a community and we're all watching the same thing. That's what I miss about, like... A lot of this and at least on twitter you sort of get that sense if there's a big game or a tournament but you know like we said i feel so also like terrible about watching tournaments right now because i'm like everybody here is putting their life in danger and i can't enjoy this properly yeah yeah and <laughs> seamless transition right hi october <laughs> hi <laughs> 
Um, so October, you have been on um, one of our pods before. Yes. But thank you so much. Thank you to both of you. Thank you for joining. See, I was going to say of that course. at the beginning. And I then know. We got Jose. I know. I'm sorry. I um, distracted everybody with oh, the winking Jose. I, I know, right? It's Jose. This is what he does. He just takes over. I just. He makes it all about himself. This is true, actually. You know, he benches Delhi, but that's for tomorrow. <laughs> um, Doesn't let him go to PSG. What an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> We didn't want him with Neymar anyway. Again, this is for tomorrow. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, so um, let's do a wonderfully uh, classroom-centered, ice-breaky uh, intro. October. Yes. Um, where are you from? How did you find us? What are your favorite teams? What do you put on your ice cream? Okay. Um, I am from Memphis, Tennessee, but I currently live in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Um, my favorite teams are Liverpool FC, the Deutsche Fußball National Mannschaft, and a conglomerate of German chaos teams, just whatever's happening in the Bundesliga um, at any time. And what I put on my ice cream, like like sprinkle toppings or yes, like toppings wise, um, gluten free graham crackers question. and Ooh. marshmallow whipped cream. Ooh, whoa! Those are both fancy. Oh, they're yeah. so good. If you put it on like um chocolate ice cream it has like a s'more it's great um yeah and i if i can share my most uh mundane football yes. story um yes in, please in Leibniz, i i i was 19 years old in 2011 and i went to bremen we're germany. both mad at you but it's fine <laughs> i went to bremen germany um this is my first time abroad and i went specifically because i wanted to meet torsten frings <laughs> and I thought that Claudio Pizarro was going to be at Copa America with Peru. Torsten Frings transferred to Toronto FC that summer. Claudio Pizarro got hurt and he couldn't go to the Copa America. Oh. And I was in Bremen, Germany. And somewhere on this big, large internet, there is a picture of me hugging Tim Borowski and Pam Zucker. <laughs> But I do not have a picture of me and Claudio Pizarro. How did you reach? <laughs> they bent down. Okay. I'm, I'm 5'3", and good. they're like... That wasn't even big. about you. That yeah. was like just... A, yeah. yeah. Right? Um, I had stayed up all night the night before watching Peru and the Copa America. Um, and I got to Vezestadion. I was in line. Claudio Pizarro looks tired as hell he is nursing a black coffee i know that he has stayed up all night watching peru as well so i meet him and we spend like 10 minutes talking about peru and he was like thank you for coming from america and talking to me and it was so nice and then later that night i was at the grocery store and claudio pizarro was there That's and i was just gonna like leave him alone because he was with his his wife and i was just gonna like leave him alone Claudio Pizarro is is like, hello, I remember you. This is my wife. And I was just like, that's amazing. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. 
And I was just like, this is the greatest moment of my life. So like Claudio Pizarro has like forever in your heart. Yeah. I mean, always was. Yeah. That's Um, amazing. And that's so sweet too. Here, my wife. Yeah. I was like, I love that too. Yeah. He's, he's, I love him so much. So when people are like, who are your favorite footballers? I'm like, Yaroslav Klosa, Claudio Pizarro, (laughs) Jamie (laughs) Carragher. I don't know if this is a mundane one. This is just a very, I think most of my, most of my New York encounters have been so New York centric. Like, um, I was taking somebody, I don't really know what to do with people when they come visit me in New York. So it's always like, let's go. Cause I don't want to go like, yeah, know. I'm not going to take you to the statue of Liberty. So whatever. Exactly. And don't and take me to up, touristy shit. When well, I, I grew up, you know, people, my family would come from South America and they would always want to go to the top of the Empire State Building. So I, we would never, it was always like, okay, we'll meet you back here. Um, <laughs> have fun. So, you know, like, let's go to the High Line. And that's my concession. So I saw like Thierry Henry on the High Line. You Ooh, know. that's a good one. Right? Yeah. Um, Before or after the handball against Ireland? This was New York. This was um, Red Bull era Thierry Henry. Oh, okay. So right? okay. I saw um, P- uh, um, NYFC era Andrea Pirlo on Lexington Avenue. No one really knew what, where, like, who he was except for me because this was like Upper West Side Lexington Avenue, and it was like you know business people, and he was in his best, you oh, know, like man. scarf, like handsome scarf, and I was like. Right, right, oh right. Oh my god, I must follow him because he's Andrea Pirlo, but also <laughs> I don't know what to say to him. So I followed him for like half the avenue whispering, I love you. I mean <laughs> I mean <laughs> And it's New York, so nobody looks at you. So I literally am practicing under my breath. Ciao. And then he went into the H and M. That's amazing. <laughs> And I'm like, oh I can't gosh. follow him to the H&M. No, That's creepy, H&M. but also like, H&M, right? Like, Andrea Pirlo on the H&M. Cool. And then, he's I just think like my us. weirdest one. And I still want to know, like, what was he getting? Did he have, like, did he need dry saw? Like, my only experience of H&M is, like, emergencies, you know? Like, you, like, of that H&M, like, of, you know, New York H&M. Is like you get your period yeah, and you need like, like either, emergency pants. Yeah. Or, or you get stuck in the know, rain no and other you need reason. something dry. Yes. Yeah. Right. Like there's and no you, yeah. other reason to go into like a midtown H&M because it's hell. No, no, no. Yeah, you're right. No. So yeah. Was he buying socks essentially? Right. What else? And he's Andrea Pirlo. Like he, there, he doesn't go into H&M. I think, but he clearly did. I know. You would expect him to still even go into like Bloomingdale's for socks, like not H&M. Right? No. So I was fascinated and I kind of wanted to follow him, but I was still whispering to myself and you can't do that in the H&M <laughs> in my head. And then I was, <laughs> yeah, I was late to an audition and Christian Fuchs was filming something that I, I have never seen the end product of, but it was like, go Fuchs yourself. Because it was on him and all of the camera people. Nobody knew who he was. He was in the Grand Central subway station. And he's blocking the the turnstile, which like... That's crazy. Christian, you got to know better. Because he had camera people there. And I'm thinking to myself, like, is that Christian Fuchs? Actually, he turns around and it says, go Fuchs yourself. And I was like, dude. So I swiped Christian Fuchs in the subway. <laughs> 
was like, buddy, you got to go. That's... And I got to go. Yeah. Christian Fuchs owes you Yeah, you can't, you can't do that. <laughs> but I also want to know, like, what were you filming? And how did they not prepare you to, like, get into the goddamn subway? I'm Googling. Yeah, this. I can't go think of, like, an Christian advert Fuchs. or anything. <laughs> yeah. That right that was in i mean unless it like only showed in a certain country and that's why we aren't really aware of it maybe maybe but i've wanted to know this it had to have been like two years ago by now um, and people were getting super cranky because people don't know you here yeah i feel like this he is has, something else that maybe we can like he has Google. a clothing line called no fukes given no fukes given that's what it was no fukes given thank you oh Go no i'm sorry that's wrong so it's That's- it's an alcohol and apparel <gasps> company. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Huh. I once saw Wait. Del Piero having coffee. Ooh. Ooh, that's good, too. And that just made me think of, if that's a clothing line, have we ever done, like, a deep dive, like, article about footballers of clothing lines? Because I remember <gasps> back in the day, like you know, late 90s, like when um, Bobo Vieri and people in Zaggy started a clothing line called, it was something like Sweet Things or... Pitch this, right? Like literally I had a friend who was so in love with Bobo Vieri. She went to Italy to go shop his like fashion line because she was so obsessed with him. And once she found out that he was like making stuff and like she brought me back like a little... um, keychain because it was so expensive of course like the little keychain is like a little heart i should find it because i still have oh it. oh my god Please but yeah this. also I know. didn't somebody have like jeans didn't somebody have like denim wear yes yes recently somebody had a whole denim line um there has to be a ton of them out there i mean there has yeah. to be i mean beckham alone like has a billion of those things but there's well, other you have the people who mod- like freddie lindbergh modeled for calvin klein oh my god famously oh did like i the- have that framed oh yes, good I did lord in my locker. that yes, is when i, I was in la and there was a giant billboard of him in his underwear like on with sunset the, with the boulevard leopards. yes and Remember like, the leopard tattoos and everybody oh. was like doing the thing like stopping in the middle of sunset boulevard because dude did, like, people stopped to look at my locker yeah oh, yep yeah anyway you need to have you seen have you seen this advertisement with freddie lundberg i have not um, and but she's you too young to listen to us i know i know right? i know this is how i feel with megan every time i know it. you're Don't too worry. young we to like you. real yeah we, we'll, put, but, we'll yeah. pop it in the chat that was a <laughs> huge thing when he did those adverts like everybody <gasps> flipped out yeah we yeah. need we do need to find this for the twitter feed i'm sure we've put it up before but yes so now somebody needs to write this fashion article because now I'm starting to remember like all of these footballers. I think there was, those. I forget which Mexican player also had like an acid walk. Like it was, it was when like Django jeans were big. Ooh. Oh remember? My God. And they were like, they were like those giant jeans, but they had like the acid washed, like striped on the front. Oh, oh my God. They were, Stephen, okay, yeah. Stephen Jared had a clothing line come out two years ago, and he like advertised what? it for. He has like, no style. Were they I, just like khakis? It is. It is. It is literally like white dad wear, and he advertised oh it for like a month and a half, and I haven't seen anything about it since. Wait, what's it called? Oh my 
I think it's called SGG clothing. No, um, like literally, yeah. when I think of fashionable footballers, he would not do come not think of Stephen George. List. Oh my god! It is That's literally amazing. just white dad wear. That's amazing. I love to know this. Oh, I feel like I'm gonna be like down a Google rabbit hole after I know, this and I feel like he's the type now. that he. I don't know what like like England's version of like where would he sell it at like. Like REI, no. <laughs> he they literally just had it on like available online. Like Jason Pennies. <laughs> it's so you said pitch us, and I just realized that I didn't talk about how I found unusual efforts. Um, right, right, right. I I have my incredible my friend Andy um to thank for that. He retweeted Kirsten in 2018, um where she said. Pitch us, and I was like, I got some story ideas, and I hit her up, and that that night, she was like, write for us, and I was like, cool. do you remember what I idea found... you sent her? Um, yeah, I, I sent one. her the the Carius idea. Um, oh my, god, my one that was only, an incredible article. My one and only little little article for for unusual efforts thus far, so far. That was great. Thus far, more to come. Thus far, the and the, you know what the nicest the nicest fans to me about. That article were not Liverpool fans. It was Spurs fans. Spurs fans were the nicest to me about that article. You know, I Spurs think- fans are very nice. I think about the number of like fans that I have, like friends who are various other like you know teams and Spurs. I always end up with a lot of Spurs fans, and they're all very, very like nice to the point where you feel bad for them that Spurs are so bad and you're like oh like that's how I always think of Spurs fans I'm like you're too good for this to happen to you I'm so sorry no I collect gooners I my ex-boyfriend was is an Arsenal fan and you know my ex I wish nice things for him I feel I I should reach out to him this year (laughs) we are I know what that's like, Mo. I just, maybe I, but at least he has Hector. Exactly. Um, yeah. He's fine. So, he's fine. You're he's doing fine. fine. You have Hector. You are fine. And not Jose. You know what? Exactly. Forget it. He should reach out to me. Exactly. At this point, 100%. S- SGG Apparel. Oh my god! Oh my god! It's on the Instagram. Yeah, it's it's just it's literally. Let me find you. It's literally. Oh, pop that in the chat. I a know. gray t-shirt. Oh my god! <laughs> this has to be a, a plain gray. T-shirt. A red t-shirt with just SGG on it. I told you it is white dad wear. We should all get some. I literally, I when this came out, I was like, I cannot believe I don't have a boyfriend to spoil. And I was like, and then I was like. You are literally going to buy white dad wear. Oh, my God. You get your boyfriend some unusual effort shirts. Yeah, exactly. Your boyfriends deserve better. He he doesn't exist, but when he does. Neither does mine. (laughs) (laughs) But if he did, he He would deserve better than Steven Sherrard. Yeah, I would never subject my boyfriend to that. No. 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 Unless he did something really terrible. Exactly. Unless he would <laughs> be like, you go put on your Stephen Gerrard here <laughs> exactly. and think about this what is you your did. punishment. <laughs> right. Go sit in the corner in your SGG. <laughs> Which, you know, he wouldn't even honestly like he watches soccer at a very like he he knew 
like a lot of players and he knew about the Champions League when we met and it was the sort of thing where like, you know, he would watch like the women's national team when they played and he was vaguely a fan because he lived in Italy of Bologna because he went to school there. So like they were his team, but like, you know, never the level that I am at. And so it's like a lot of the things that I reference, he will just like have a total blank look on his face. Like I have no idea what you're talking about. So it's better this way that, you know, he just doesn't yeah. know certain things. And you like, you know, your it's boyfriend fine. in real life. You need to teach us all the ways. Yeah. I My, know. The, the guy I dated last year, um, he, he like, he started talking to me because he, he like connected with me over his Zinedine Zidane and then like <laughs> I don't think that he he quite expected me to like come through with like and any time like during the duration of our relationship that I would start talking about football he would just like I think he would just like wait for me to stop and I was like I swear it would it will not stop <laughs> it will I will have something to exactly say. um Exactly. Like, yeah, there's no exactly. Button. He would come over and he would be like, "No. Why are you why are you watching this team? It's not your team. It's not it's not Liverpool." And I was like, "Yeah, but it's football and it's I on, like so football? I'm watching yeah. it." Like yeah, exactly. I like the sound that it makes when their feet hit the ball <laughs> yes. <real> hard. <laughs> like, yeah. That's that kind of sound? one of my favorite things about the no crowds like games right now is like hearing that thump and then hearing the players especially because I watch so much Syria hearing them yell at each other in like Italian or then other languages like you can figure out like who's speaking because you're like oh yeah he doesn't speak Italian yet so that's so and so but like I that's love hearing the players yeah in other languages. I love or hearing them speak it you know if they if if Spanish or English is not their first language hearing them speak that language is just it's fascinating. Yes. When Romelu Lukaku right? went after Ibrahimovic in English, I was just like, <gasps> oh, yes. Yeah. This is the greatest thing that has ever happened. I know. It's like, what insult, what language can I insult you in that you will yeah. also understand me better? Or if you actually do catch them speaking to the refs, like there's just, it's like you really are watching your team, right? You're not, yes. Like, there's nothing in between. Yeah. That's great. one of the only good things about all of this is like, I do enjoy hearing like that bit and hearing those thumps. Cause it is that like thump of somebody like kicking it or of that header thump yeah. that, that shows that we're, we're really just far gone and there's something wrong with me that I, I like that. that <laughs> it's so like, relaxing. It's so relaxing. <laughs> That's, you know, I caught myself comparing it to dance the other day. I was like, ooh, okay. <laughs> Turn Fenerbahce off. There's no reason for you to be watching this. <laughs> have you, like, have you seen, there's, like, this, there's, like, this TikTok trend where it's, like, a Bob's Burgers sound, and it's, like, you're, like, the only one that I have left. Like, I know that I'm smiling right now, but the light inside me is dying, and that's how I feel every time I turn on the Barclays. <laughs> <laughs> This is why we all need to watch together on a big screen so we I can know. tell each other, like, I know it's been Are you nine good, baby? consecutive hours for you. Take a break. Right? Exactly. Your, your eyes are getting a little bloodshot. Have you, <laughs> Go walk Have you dog. eaten? <laughs> I know. Dogs. My, like, favorite thing about, you know, Boxing Day is that, like, 
excuse of like, I don't like, I could literally do nothing else but sit here from 7 a.m. to like 5 p.m. and watch football all day. And it's amazing. It's amazing. It is amazing. Yesterday, like I saw my father and I was like, games today? And he went, no. And but in that voice, and I was like, what do we, what, what do we do? (laughs) What do we do if there's no football? Yeah, I I was like, oh, there has to be games somewhere because like there's nothing on in the Premier League. And I don't, I don't do like fantasy Bundesliga. It kind of like ruins my love of the Bundesliga. The Bundesliga is like my escape from the bullshit of football. Um, I was like, is there football on? And then like I Googled it really quick, Bundesliga, and it said, it said, like two fifteen, Bayern Munich versus Hertha Berlin, and I was like, oh, Sammy Kadira. <laughs> <laughs> and if I had just gotten my internet and it kept like cutting out, and then like it popped up and Nicholas Zula was on the ground bleeding, and I was like, who who hurt Nick? Who the fuck wants to die today? <laughs> like I'll kill you. Um, and then it cut out again, and I was like, please work. And then when it comes back on, it was Sammy Kadira sitting in the stands with snow in his hair, and I was just like. If you had told me that in the year of our Lord 2021, after the worst year of my life, I could freely love Sammy Kadira again, <laughs> I wouldn't have believed you. But here he is. At Berlin. Have have chat. Uh, yeah. It I'm is part of like everything else is crap, but we can rely on football to still be football. Mm. Like, I do find that super comforting that watching that stupid Roma game today and them fucking up against Juve. I'm like, you know, I can't even be surprised slash mad right now because at least life is normal in the sense that we have lost to Juve again and that I can just accept that and move on. And it's part of normal life. Like, I hate the fact that there are, you know, so many people who are like, this is harming and I hate the fact that the other side of me is like but I need football and this is a comfort to me right now and at least I can still watch Roma I love that I didn't I I don't think you know we've talked a lot about like the the fact that we I'm talking about you brought this up like right we we need every bit of um comfort that we can like suck out of life this year and so, yes. right, like, um, and for so many of us, like, that's football. Like, it's it is yeah. a comfort, and and you know, from wherever it comes from, from like, if we grew up watching it or we found it or you know, but it but it's our comfort, and it is um, tainted by this worry that it's not safe, um, right? But I love the idea. I I haven't heard it um, put in the way that the comfort comes from the normalcy of it, that like there's normalcy to Spurs being Spursy, right. Or Arsenal, exactly. like Arsenaling or losing to Juve, like that, the, that the comfort is in the total and utter normalcy in a year that has been anything but fucking normal. Exactly. Um, I love that. So I, have... I guess, yeah. I was going to say, because when, when October brought up this as kind of our topic, and the first thing that came to mind, I have like, it's a hugely personal story that I don't think I've ever told to really anyone outside of my family, but 
my father passed away in 2002 and I had just moved the year before to LA. Like, you know, I finally left Texas. I, you know, I went to like junior high, high school, college in Austin, and then I moved to LA and my parents were getting ready to come see me the next year. And, um, and my dad died suddenly right before they were to visit me. So I instead, of course, go back to Texas. Um, and this is in September. And so this is the beginning of Champions League. And I can clearly remember, like, you know, one of the days of me and my sister and my mom, like, discussing funeral arrangements and trying to figure out everything that was going to happen me kind of realizing it was a Champions League game that Roma was playing. And so I went, like, you know, left the dining room that they were discussing this and went to the living room and turned on the Roma game. And it was Roma-Real Madrid. I can remember, like, the game. We lost 3-0. But it was that sort of thing of the comfort. Like, for 90 minutes, I wasn't thinking about the funeral arrangements for my father. Instead, I was like watching Roma and it did feel comforting and familiar. You know, these were the players that I knew and I loved and they were down three nil. And I was like, you know what? This is, this is correct for this time. You know, (laughs) Roma like are grieving with me right now because we can't even like win at home against Real Madrid right now, which is just fine. You know, but it was that sort of thing where, I was so like, it did bring me such comfort just to like have that 90 minutes of watching Roma and like not being in, like still being grieving, but having something else to think about. And like, it's such a like, it was such a random, like, you know, I just need to turn on my brain. Oh, look, Roma's playing. And it was like, you know, just one of those things I was like, this is really you know one of those I feel this feels weird and wrong and yet this is also feels very right that like this is how I'm getting through things through my team you know these boys you know these men who I think of as mine sitting here with me during like the worst time of my life but I think about that a lot like randomly it's like how you know football can help you like through grieving, you know, even and what we were talking about, you know, it was like the roughest time for me. And I was just like, okay, I'll just watch Roma lose. It's fine. It's fine. This is what life is about. But that's how it kind of felt to me. And like, you know, and I feel like we're all going through that same pattern. Like how many other people in this past year, you know, have lost somebody to COVID and, you know, maybe they are a diehard Man U fan and they have then gotten the comfort of like watching them mess up again, you know, or something to that effect. I think we all need it, whether, I mean, as insane as football fans are, like we still do get that like love and comfort from it that I really appreciate at times like this. Um, yeah, I think there's also, you know, this year has been so lonely right like isolating and um I think so many of our like traditional grieving and mourning rituals are tied around like community right we don't have that this year right like how many of us have been to zoom funerals or right couldn't go to cemetery like all of these these like devastating but sort of necessary processes of grief have been done 
by ourselves. Um, and football in like such a strange way um, is community because um, you're watching your team, right? Like you're connecting to your 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 11 you know boys and your fandom and then in that like strange way you know that you're also watching something that like thousands of other people are watching at the same time and also like experiencing at the same time and there's yeah. such a like very necessary sense of connection that I don't that like I think is always really um, wonderful, but this year has been so much more, like, vital. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's, it is something that gives us all, like, I mean, for so much of this past year, how, like, kind of it feels like time has no meaning because you don't go anywhere or do anything, to have that, like, oh, it's time for the Roma game, you know, where I have, like, a weekly, oh, like, you know, the Champion League's games are on this week, so I know what my Tuesday and Wednesday afternoons are going to be. Or that it even is Tuesday. Yeah, Yeah. you know, (laughs) but, like, you know, and it's like, oh, that at least gives me a grounding sense in you know, where, yeah, most of the other time I'm like, what day is it? What, like, month is it? Where are we? You know, because we are in such a status of, like, just, you know, on hold almost. Yeah, I have not worn a bra in, like, over a year. I barely have worn shoes, but I have made sure that my Uruguay jersey is, like, washed and ready for those qualifiers. Priorities, people. Priorities. Priorities. Exactly. <laughs> My jerseys were the first thing that were packed when I moved, and they were like vacuum sealed after they were washed and then they were bubble wrapped and and I haven't gotten them out yet and I'm just like oh my god I need my shachiri jersey (laughs) yeah 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 and for a time when we lose so much like ritual of like you know I haven't been like to after work drinks in over a year and like things that you were so used to the fact that we can still have this little bit of ritual of okay my team is playing this weekend you know I have this little bit of what life was like before and especially because you know even if like for me because I am way too lazy to go to the pub before noon. Most of my Roma games, you know, I have watched from my bed anyway, even in like pre-pandemic time. So like at least that bit is still kind of in my head, still the same, you know? Yeah. So we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I never know what our ads are for. I don't know. Maybe they're for migraine hats. 
Maybe. Buy a migraine hat today. You will look cool and stylish. Oh my god. For the treble, <laughs> we essentially had like the advertisers that are like producer like on his show or his advertisers. So 442 was one of our advertisers on our show. And you know, we would do the like ad break, read out the ads ourselves. And at some We could do that. I just don't know what they're for. Yeah. Like what what and were at, they? At some point, one of us got in the notion to like do the 442 ads in a sexy voice. So oh my God. <laughs> all of our 442 ads were like the three of us like going four, four, two. And it was the only way now, anytime I see the words 442 in my head, it just immediately four, four, two. And they were hilarious and I loved them so much. And I should see if there's like a recording like surely one of the other girls, like I don't. Like, oh my god! Me, yes, 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 yes. I yes, have yes. like old notes of ours, but I don't have like <laughs> any of like the recordings. And I know that one of the other girls like still has a lot of our recordings, and I want her <laughs> to find like one of our four four two ads just so I can hear like the four four two sexy voice again. I, I will play it for you guys. Really want that. It was. So I. Good. Did you guys ever? Oh crap! I used to listen to like a thousand podcasts because I was on the subway for like. 87 hours a day (laughs) like I feel like the only ads on podcasts were for like toothbrushes and mattresses for a while yeah right it was like and but everybody did them in different voices and there was a there was a um podcast about or I promise we're coming back there was a podcast about cults (laughs) I just for a while it was like 2019 I could not listen to news podcasts anymore like it just it was I yeah. just could not. It was like too much. So instead, what do you do? You listen to podcasts about <laughs> cults because like that's not as depressing or scary. And it was fascinating except that the people were doing like their voices were like this. Oh, no, and no, no. It would no, be no. like – it was terrible. And it was a guy no. and a girl. And the guy was like, Vanessa is not a licensed psychologist, but she has done a lot of reading about <laughs> – and she's going – so then they would do the ad breaks themselves and it would be like – I love the mattress. (laughs) Oh, my God. It was like the – it was – but the fact that it wasn't a joke made it even better. Like, they were just so unaware. So they would be like, I love my new Quip toothbrush. Oh, my gosh. It makes my mouth feel so I'm going to actually take a real break. Um, real quick. <laughs> Too much coffee. As you're disturbing her with your, like, cult (laughs) talk. They were great. Heaven's Gate is a cult that we have. (laughs) Oh my God. That's amazing. Oh my God. Um, I should look at the shirt that I'm wearing that I just realized is because of you. (gasps) Oh my God. That when I I saw you on Instagram that time, and then I wanted the shirt. I love this shirt so much. I love that shirt, and I love them. I know. They're amazing. Isn't they it are. so soft? I mean, I have, I imagine it's, it's like the same. super, super soft. Material. Like it's probably the softest t-shirt I own, <laughs> which I was also like, I'm wearing, okay. I'm wearing my, my Elizabeth Warren shirt. That just makes me oh, sad. Yeah. That makes me sad too right now. <sighs> I know. Stupid. Um, October, John Fetterman. Uh, yeah, he filed to run for Toomey's seat. I'm so excited. I am all, like, I want oh, to move I just and work that, on yeah. his campaign. 
I swear to God, if he ever gets the presidency, I think that his like his um, campaign song and what he walks out to at the inauguration should be Party Hard by Andrew W.K. <laughs> I kind of though, like, I want him to run for governor and her to run for senator because she is amazing. Oh, my God. Oh, the yes. wife? Yes. His wife. Yes. She's like, incredible. I want to work on her campaign and I want to do her campaign stuff in Portuguese and Spanish and I love her and I just want to like – I would I would work on a I would work on an election again for for her. I want I want to do it. I want to do it. Work, working <laughs> on the election last year like almost killed me. I know. Like so. I don't want my mom keeps like saying to me like why aren't you going to work in politics again? And I was like because my job was so toxic that I honestly don't know what I'm good at anymore. But if it's them, I would do it. Yeah, I worked like twelve hour days and I made oh, good yeah. money. But at what cost oh, to my soul? Money. Yeah, I made like my boyfriend... an hour, but I was a manager on the campaign, so. Oof. Yeah, my boyfriend worked the Clinton campaign in Nevada mm. in 2016, and wow. yeah, his hours like he's a lawyer and he was doing like outreach and management stuff for the the Nevada Democrats, and it was like 14 hour days for him, and I was yeah. just like. I'm like, I don't even know how you're surviving this. Oh, and the the hour difference, the time difference between him being in Vegas and me here, and he would have 14-hour days and, like, get off at, like, 1 a.m. and then call me, and it'd be, like, 4 a.m. here. I had the weirdest sleep schedule. I would, like, go to bed, like, at 10 p.m. so I could sleep until, like, 3, p- 3 a.m. to wake up to be able to talk to him for, like, half an hour before like going back to sleep it was so messed up my god yeah I'm, yeah yeah political life is insane yeah. i know and that's I did our endorsement <laughs> <laughs> exactly I mean, by all of yes, those things that good, were just advertised oh goodness <laughs> <laughs> um so I don't know what was just advertised, but we love them, and you should get them, especially that last thing. Love them. Love them. October, you use that all the time, right? Every day. Every single day. Yeah. Every single day. So fully endorse. (laughs) Yeah. Watch Check it with your like, doctor first. Though. Watch it be like a laxative or like a colonoscopy. <laughs> <laughs> we really, we really want to be endorsed by Monistat, so we can call it Monistat. <laughs> that would be excellent, actually. Yeah. So anyway, correct. So my friends, um, we would like to know how have your teams or the players on your teams been. Um, sanctuaries been examples of joy giving you these little sparks of hope during this time of blechitude which is a word um, <laughs> i i kind of have a story similar to to nikki's about like how i came back into football um and it like became my sanctuary again um and it, it always just comes right back to Sadio Mane. Yes. That's when I when I came back into football officially in 2017, um, and like wanted to participate in it again and wanted to watch it again. It's I was so I was like, oh my god, it's been so long. Like, 
am I going to know who any of these people are? Like, mm. what if, what if, like, I'm not accepted in the football fandom anymore? What if I forgot all the rules? Um, which is not my fault. They changed the fucking handball rule. And, <laughs> and it honestly still doesn't make you know, sense. And, and it still like, doesn't make sense. So yeah, not no. your fault. Yeah. And, um, and Sadio Mane, like, brought me so much joy. And then, like, Jordan Henderson was still at Liverpool. And that was Christmas 2017 when I officially was like, like I'm gonna wake up again and I'm gonna watch football and I'm gonna get out of this rut because um for three years from 2014 to 2017 I didn't I was in such like a depression spiral um after leaving my relationship that I one of the things like he took from me was football um and so like I didn't watch it and that's why like also Roma has such like a big place in my heart because the first football game that I watched was in 2016 Liverpool versus Roma at Bush Stadium Roma beat the shit out of us (laughs) Mo Salah scored against us it was I was actually sat with all the Roma fans in the stadium because uh-huh. I bought tickets in the wrong section. Everyone <laughs> wearing a Liverpool shirt. They were all. Wait, did you so... do that on purpose? Or you did it by accident. I did it by accident, but they were all <laughs> so nice to me, um, and it was absolutely wonderful. I was like, "This is this is right. Like we're losing. It's great." So, like the last few years when they've been winning things, I've been like, "What is? What? Who are you? <laughs> I don't know who you are." But so like. The the last the few the, like this season especially like we've been losing everything like a whole so many Liverpool fans are like absolutely losing their shit and I'm like this is right this is, <laughs> <great>. this is... <sighs> fighting for fourth place with West Ham and Everton right where we belong <laughs> oh man <laughs> and that's, that is a delight that's but Sadio Mane especially he um I don't know if you've noticed his. I think he's such a wholesome person. But yeah, I don't know if he, he is. His celebration this year, every time he scores a goal, he'll kiss his hand and he'll raise it to the sky. And it's because a fan told him that that would be his celebration because his grandfather had died. Oh. Um, and Sadio said, I'll do that celebration. And now he does it every time he scores. And just That's like, sweet. I do appreciate the fact that there are so many absolute assholes in football that when you find one that's actually like, oh, he's a good guy. It's just sadly surprising. But then it's like, yes. oh, thank goodness that like to realize that there's still good guys there as well as like the, you know, rapist and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. And also the opposite. I mean, Nikki, you tweeted this morning that something about watching a rapist on the field and it was like, you don't even know which one. Yeah, you <laughs> so, don't anymore, which also sucks, I know. Right. Yeah. Like, it's not surprising at yeah. all. Yeah. Um, it's sad that we're at the state that we're more surprised when we're like, oh, he's genuinely a good guy. That's great. Yeah. Or that you just want somebody, boy, you know, you want to just, you want yes. a Steven Gerrard Gears red shirt, oh. but just something <laughs> <nice and> boring. <laughs> like, just oh my gosh you know i would take some nice and boring at roma every once in a while considering we go through so much turmoil it seems like yeah 
I feel like during all of this pandemic, I haven't even been able to really take solace in Roma because we've been a mess, you know, like in the last year, you know, they're like, until like Pellegrini started like coming into everything, we were kind of like out of Romans. And it's a big thing at Roma that there's always been like a born and bred Roman player, like somebody who was born and bred in Rome, who grew up loving AS Roma, you know, who started in the youth team and who made, you know, the full, the first team. It's always been a thing for us. And like when the last ownership soured, like the relationship with De Rossi and he left for South America of all places, you know, he didn't even end his career with us, which is just unheard of for a Roman not to like end their career with us. So like, it was kind of like we were, you know, without like when, you know, and it was really hard for me, like, to really connect with a Roma that seemed so like detached from the city, because it has been like, you know, you know, Rome, the Roma Lazio thing is one of those things where like, you know, in the heart of a city, you expect to find the Roma supporters. And it is like Lazio was the, you know, suburbs, you know, and it, it's really hard to think about Roma without like a Roma, a Romanista. You know, we went like, you know, one of my communal, like, you know, biggest joys was watching that last Totti game, you know, at a pub with my Romanistas and like literally sobbing, you know, at Smithfield, <laughs> like sobbing on, you know, like the bar. And like, because we share that bar with people like the Barcelona fans, like who were there for their team, like, you know, having like just strangers, like Barcelona fans come and pat our backs and be like, it's okay. You know, we understand like that sense of community, but like, so Roma hasn't given me a lot of feels like, cause we've been through so much turmoil you know now we have new ownership and like you know some of our players have been in fights with our coaches over the past few months have been real exciting and oh and then there's you know been things like you know having players like i love smalling so much you know we had him last year and then he got sent back to manu and we didn't even know if we were getting him back so i feel like we've had so much turbulence it's been hard for me to like have Roma as a solace. And then this new season started and we've been playing, like we started playing so well that I was like, excuse me? Like, what is going on? Like, we like can't even like properly like register players right now. And but and yet on the field, you guys are doing well. So I'm trying to take, trying to take this stupid Juve loss in stride because we have essentially been playing well. And even during this game today against Juve, we didn't, we weren't terrible. And so I'm like, I take a little of that. I'm like, okay, okay. You know, this is fine. I didn't think we were going to win the league this year anyway, at this rate, you know, it's one of those, I just want to get champions league. I'll be happy with that, but it's hard. Like when, we have such an identity about us. Like, you know, this is one of the things that everybody remarks about Roma, that we have such a strong city identity about, you know, we've had Totti and then we had De Rossi and then it was kind of, we were rudderless, it felt like. So it's nice to see the like progression coming back. And now we have like a couple of different 
born and bred Roma people like back on the first team. And it makes me feel like more connected to that sense of like, okay, okay. I feel like maybe we've turned, you know, oh, football cliche. We've turned that corner. And like, I can see us like getting, you know, back to where like, I feel like excited about watching the games on a weekly basis rather than kind of like the dread that I was feeling say last year about like, do I have to watch Roma? Like, you know, I don't want that feeling, especially right now when like Jesse was saying, it's kind of what we have. It's like, I want to be excited again every time Roma play. Yeah. You don't want your team to feel like an obligation. I know. Exactly. October, are you feeling joy in your teams right now? Um, it, I was, I lost it with Liverpool for a few months there and not because we were playing crap football. Um, but I mean, like I am very much online. Um, and so like very much online part of the, like the Liverpool fandom. And I sometimes like the fans like really sour the experience of watching the team. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then there was the harassment over the summer. Um, and I just felt like, oh, why do I even want to wake up to watch this right. when I don't even feel like I can participate in it? Um, so it's just, it's been like the last couple of months, especially like December. I was just like, I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pay attention and I'm going to have an opinion because I... I deserve to have an opinion and I'm not going to be quiet anymore just because some old white men don't like it. (laughs) So, um, but yeah, no, I, I'm excited about the Liverpool game tomorrow. Uh, We're probably going to lose. I'm very excited to see Pep Guardiola's (laughs) antics um, because it's, it's just, I just, I, at the end of the day, like they're just like 11 stupid men kicking a ball (laughs) against 11 other stupid men and the grand scheme of things it doesn't fucking matter (laughs) but it does provide me that that sense of normalcy and that's what matters exactly yeah and it just kind of gives me something to like I can take out my rage here or I can like I I can feel like this extreme sense of happiness because of what's happened on the pitch. Um, and so, I mean, I, I even have like, I have, a, I have a letter board and I've now, now every week um, when something. Wait, don't tell, don't tell people what it says. Don't people says. So um, this letter board is amazing. <laughs> and if October agrees and somebody either Kirsten or Megan tells her what the Instagram password is, because I don't know. And, Apparently, Sonia's been banned. Um, <laughs> she will do an Instagram takeover. Ooh, exciting. On the Unusual Efforts Instagram? Maybe. maybe. Once okay. I get this house together. Okay. Um, it could also just be the the board. I could just do a board every That's what I mean. Every, like, it could just week. be of what the board says because I love yeah. that you change it every week and it's football related. Me too. So yeah. you could just do, like, a weekly update. I like that. Yeah. In, like, early December when um, – yeah, I was going to do, like, a weekly update in early December when, like – Jocka went in on that guy and choked him out. It's gonna be like, granted, Jocka did nothing wrong. See, so that's the thing. Like, that was that's an example of what. That's, that, gem. that's an example of what could be on there. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, amazing. 
Right. What was that stupid red card for West Ham earlier <laughs> that I feel like I could say something about? But it's West Ham, and I'm not going to let them mar my Well, you could board. write something about Mike Dean. True. Yeah. Isn't he the one we call Mr. Showtime? I think he is. Right. No more male officials. No. <laughs> I don't know if that fits, but still. I, so, I, genuinely, I genuinely don't think that referees should be able to officiate in their country of origin. I think that they should have to go where they have no no team bias. I think that Italian referees should be officiating in England. I, I would love to see the Mike chaos from that. to Canada. Yeah, <laughs> I remember at some point Kalina like recommending something about that. Like when Kalina like was retiring and taking over like in like the administrative part. And I remember that coming up in some way that they were talking about what if we sent like, you know, different nationalities into the, you know, each other's UEFA like conferences. I wonder I mean, whatever we, happened with that. We 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 don't let we don't let a German officiate a Germany Argentina exactly. game. Exactly. This we, is a big like, issue though in qualifiers because every time like you know, there was an Argentinian officiating the Uruguayan-Brazilian right. qualifier. And then there's always this question of like, well... Who if, does he hate know, more? We, and who would benefit more? <laughs> exactly. Right? Like, we know that, you know, Argentina and Brazil losing would benefit Argentina more. Like, so it's right. always like, who's the most neutral? <laughs> Just listen, what country hates or, or doesn't give a shit about football we need that country right exactly just train so that country to only churn out <laughs> officials and then they we're give done. us all our referees right. <laughs> canadian men <laughs> canadian listen we can have all the canadian your canadian women can play football your canadian men, men guess what they're just referees only from now officials. on <laughs> yeah I like this new plan of ours. Okay. Yeah. It works. We should we should be we should be the governing body of FIFA. Oh, I think we should be in charge of FIFA. I mean, I mean they're corrupt yeah. as shit. They could take us. Yeah. Like, exactly. We could fix it. Exactly. How do we do that? I don't know. I think um we discussed this once on Twitter, like everybody was like I could be better at this. And everybody was like, Yes, all of the like football fans on Twitter right now would be better than like platini or bladder so yes less bribery yes exactly yeah yeah um october you're in charge of putting that on twitter get us elected (laughs) get us I'll, i'll i'll do that with my um my now viral tweet well speaking of um as soon as i thank you guys with like Every every piece of my heart and all of our unusual efforts, hearts, and tell you that we hope you join us again soon. How can we find you on the Twitter? I am Treble Nikki. I believe that's capital T, and then there's a little underscore in between I Treble think you Nikki. Have an o- do I, I thought I had an underscore? Do I? I don't know. I don't think Treble Nikki. Look Hold to on. me. It's Treble Nikki. You'll find me. I don't know. Jesse's checking. Do I have an underscore? Look, I never. Yes, but it's in between Treble and Nikki. Right. Okay. 
Right. So it's treble underscore Nikki. You can find Nikki at treble underscore Nikki there on you the go. Twitter. There you go. That's where October, I am. October, do you know your own I do. Thing, or do you it's want my me to name. Talk? Okay. There you it's go. It's my name. Um, so <laughs> me on Twitter is at October, A-O-N-A-E-O-W-Y-N. That is correct. I'm just checking. Thank, thank you. Yes. <laughs> you said that is correct. Like you were checking my passport at the I customs. am. I'm checking both of your names so thank everybody you. can follow you both. Thank you. And if you follow me, I am very sorry about my 90 minutes Roma cursing every week. I promise you that's when I curse the most. So if you just want to ignore that bit... There's much less cursing on non-Roma days. Follow and I both just... of our friends. They are amazing. <laughs> I am you're just very in sorry. Advance for the cursing. No. <laughs> no. We don't apologize here. Absolutely not. No. And you can follow us at Unusual Efforts on the Twitter. I think on the Facebook. I don't know. I don't. And are, yes, yes, we are on the Facebook because I remember Facebook. I remember linking to like my poems on the Facebook. <gasps> oh my god, I love our poems. I know. Um, I need to get back into writing my poetry. So well, I was going to say, and on the Instagram where there might be a takeover soon, and Ooh, you could yes. pitch us poems, yes. articles, songs. articles about fashion lines by footballers. If anybody out there is really into fashion, this is your calling. Or really not into fashion and wants to write about Frank. Just slide into yeah. all our DMs. <laughs> now, we also have an ongoing contest Uh-oh. because we have not known how to finish our podcast this entire time. Mm-hmm. If you have an idea for a sign-off, we are going to give you something for our amazing Threadless Shop. Excellent. But you got to tell us what it is. Until then. October and Nikki, how would you like to end this amazing podcast? I put them on the spot, by the way. I haven't told them that we were going to do this. I love this. Forts Aroma. Okay. October? That's how I would end it. Up the reds. There you <laughs> I go. guess. I hope. I, I guess hope. I hope. I, you know what? I really like I guess I hope. I guess I hope. I guess I hope. Join us next time. I guess I hope is kind of great. <laughs> Oh, <laughs>